And we're back for another episode. I believe it's episode six of Top Waffler. Uh, this one's a pretty exciting one. We got our first guest on here, so we'll get to that a bit later on. Uh, the interview with the guest was recorded on Saturday, so a couple of things are kind of outdated. And um, yeah, so I just want to, before we get into that segment, just a couple of things I want to go over and go through. Um, so before we recorded that, uh, obviously the NBA finals were not set in stone. Miami and the Lakers both had not punched their ticket to the finals yet. So uh, I'll just uh, touch a little bit on that with my prediction here. Um, as much as I, w- I want to predict Miami to win, and uh, as much as I think it'd be cool to see Jimmy Butler win, I just I can't bet against LeBron here. So I'm going to say the Lakers in six. But if Miami wins, I would not be surprised. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Lakers in six here. Um, game one starts literally in like an hour. So when you're listening to this tomorrow, you'll see how the prediction has kind of started off. But uh, uh, this is something we kind of touched on a little bit in the, with uh, with our guest that appeared on appeared on Top Waffler. But um, for now, I'm going to go with Lakers in six is my prediction. So the other couple of things I want to just touch on is obviously Tampa Bay won the Stanley Cup on Monday night. Uh, well deserved, man. They're a sick team. They got they got good players. Their roster construction's crazy. Um, you know they they stuck with the process. They got embarrassed last year in the first round, getting swept by the lower seed after having a historic regular season, and they pretty much run it back with the same squad. They had Blake Coleman and Barkley Goudreau, and both were pretty like high prices at the trade deadline, but it it worked out for them. And you pay those prices any day of the week if it gets you the Stanley Cup, right? So good on them. And um, now the with that, the NHL offseason is underway and it's in high gear. And obviously we got the draft uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday and free agency next Friday. So next week's episode, you can for sure expect um, lots of Flames talk. Um, what I think they should do, How if I record it before the draft, it'll be like kind of what prospects I want or if I want them to trade the pick, if it's done after the draft, especially after the first round, if it's recorded, then it'll be talking more about what we took and kind of a recap, but it'll for sure be setting up our free agency and what I think we should do or shouldn't do and how we should work with our cap space. Um, But yeah, so that's enough hockey talk. Um, Other parts um, I wanted to quickly touch on was obviously the UFC uh, pay-per-view 253. Uh, Dude, um, Dominic Reyes getting knocked out was crazy. I did not expect that. But to be fair, I had no nothing about about Jan Blachowicz. So um, it was, it was uh, good for him. And new king of the 205. Uh, we got uh, Tiago Santos, who's the number two ranked light heavyweight, going up against Glover Teixeira sometime in the month of October. They were supposed to fight originally in, at the start of September, but I think Teixeira had COVID. So it's got pushed back into October and the winner of that fight will most likely be next in line for the 205 title shot. And it's pretty funny because Thiago Santos was the last person to beat Jan. And since then he's gone on a winning streak and now won the title. So you never know, we could get a rematch of those two and that'd be pretty cool. Um, And then the other one was just, man, Israel Adesanya just put on a show. This guy just dominated Paulo Costa and literally just raw dogged him at the end of the fight. Like that's just disrespectful, man. That's just so, that's so funny. It's so disrespectful. Like, just imagine, man, you get your face busted open, you get knocked out, and then when you're not even fully aware, you just get a little raw dog from behind, a little hump, a little sensation, and then and then Izzy's just dancing around and stuff. Uh, that was just funny. I, I, I expected it to be a lot more competitive than it was, so I'm just surprised about that, to be honest. And um, But that was a, like Israel Adesanya just showed why he is the best middleweight in the world. And he's saying he wants to fight again before the end of the year. And that'd be sick if we can get another Israel Adesanya fight before the end of the year. But most likely his next opponent would be either Jared Cannonier or uh, Rob Whitaker. And they don't fight until the end of this coming month at UFC 254. So I think it'd be a pretty quick turnaround there. Probably looking more at like February-ish for Izzy's next fight. But man, that was that was a crazy good fight. And uh, shout out to Hakeem Dawudu for, for winning, repping the 403, gave a shout out in his in his post-fight uh, post-fight interview. And um, the ref in that fight was a stupid too, saying to stop cussing in the, in the last round when he's literally yelling at Zubaira to come at him and stop being a pussy. But yeah, that was just funny. Like you're a ref in a sport where guys are literally like punching each other in the face and you're just there yelling, stop cussing. That was, that was pretty pretty funny and pretty stupid but um made for like a funny funny moment in that part but yeah shout out to shout out to Hakeem 
Uh, and Fight Island's got off to a good start. They've got good cards coming up. I'm pretty sure next weekend's the one with Marlon Marias and Corey Sandhagen. And then obviously ending off with the huge pay-per-view. It's going to have such a good card, man. Obviously, Habib and Justin, um, Bobby Knuckles and Jared Cannonier. Uh, we got Volkov and Big Walt Harris fighting on that card as well. Um, and I believe Islam Matkachev's fighting Rafael Dos Anjos as well in the lightweight division on the card. So that card's going to be stacked and it's going to be a sick pay-per-view. I cannot wait for that. Um, but yeah, so obviously I was surprised with the Dominic Reyes knockout, but Israel Adesanya winning it didn't surprise me that he won, but it surprised me in the fashion he won. I expected Pablo Costa to put up much more of a fight than what he did, but it was, it was a good, good pay-per-view all around and can't wait till the next ones. So um, now we circle back to a topic that you're going to hear again during our segment and it is uh, the Premier League. So obviously if First of all, I guess a spoiler here, the guest I had on was Bilal. And for those of you that know Bilal, he's a Miami Heat fan and a Manchester City supporter. So we touched on those two teams and we recorded it before City lost to Leicester 5-2, which was just funny, man. That was funny. But I I can't laugh. Manchester United have played two really shit games in the Prem. Deserved to lose on Saturday against Brighton. Got really lucky with the the penalty after full-time um so yeah like it's that's just really the the way city lost that was just really weird three penalties conceded uh Ake and Garcia don't look good there together uh that's why they signed Ruben Diaz so uh we talk about that as well and um I don't know man Mendy gave away a penalty as well Jamie Vardy a hat trick good for Leicester man they're top of the league with Everton right now and uh I think Liverpool as well all three are three played three unbeaten with nine points and you look at teams like United, City have already dropped points. Uh, Chelsea were really close to losing embarrassingly to West Brom, who just got promoted. They got, oh man, I can't even say they got lucky because they carried the play in the second half and you can just sense it was coming. It was kind of inevitable. First shot should have been saved by Sam Johnston, but the, the other two were were like relatively, he wasn't stopping them pretty much. And so it sucks that they picked up a point, but... um. Yeah, like other teams in the big six are dropping points. So Leicester and Everton, if they keep up their form, they can build a decent cushion and hopefully or hope, hopefully for their fans maintain that. But obviously for United fans, we need to get, get going and we need to get players because right now it's not looking good for us. And um, I think that was about it for what I wanted to cover just before we get into the end of the interview or it's not even an interview another segment where me and Bilal just talk about everything like uh what we touch on and we touched on a bunch of stuff mainly about the Miami Heat Manchester City the Prem in general tried to get a couple of hot takes out of him but he wasn't cut he wasn't budging too much with them um I had some UFC predictions at the end of it for the card that we just all watched on Saturday so you'll see all of that or sorry you'll hear all of that um and yeah, so we'll cut to that really soon here, but just a, a little disclaimer, or not a disclaimer, but like a little um, kind of announcement here. Uh, if you are into gaming and you know what's going on and what's popping recently, Among Us has been a sick game. And uh, a couple of the boys, or not even a couple, a lot of the boys got together and we played it a couple of times last week. And one of them recorded it. So Sunny, Sunny recorded it, Sunnyside Live on Instagram and on YouTube. So there's lots of funny moments in that and it has all the boys in it and we're just messing around having a good time. So make sure you go check out Sunnyside Live on YouTube and on Instagram. Guy posts funny but funny bangers, man. He's a good gamer too. So if you want some good gameplay and some jokes, go check him out. He's linked in the, the podcast description on Spotify and Apple Music or Apple Podcasts as well as Podbean. And also, uh, Bilal was in the session too. He streams our sessions on Twitch. His Twitch is Big Bad Bill. So, um, again, he's also linked in the description on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Podbean. So, go check both those guys out. Show support. You know, follow, subscribe, donate, whatever it is. Show some love. Show some support for the boys. And, yeah, so now we'll cut into the interview or the the segment. And, uh, yeah, let's see how that goes. All right, guys. So, we got our first special guest joining us on Top Waffler. Uh, We got... The world-renowned Miami Heat fan. He's also a Manchester City fan. He rises from Florida in Clearwater, Florida. I hope I got that right. We got Bilal, Twitch streamer, Big Bad Bill. Make sure you go check him out. 
he will be linked somewhere. I don't know where, but he will be linked. So make sure you go check him out and uh, show him some love. Give him a follow and give him a subscription on Twitch. And so Bilal, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. It's an honor to be here, man. It truly is. So you better appreciate your time here. Yeah, uh, very, very humbled to be here. Yeah, you could see the humble host hosting this. So um, we'll start off with with yesterday's game. Uh, where do you think it went wrong? Miami had a 12-point lead at one point, led going into halftime, and then you guys lost by double digits. So what went wrong yesterday? Uh, they were able to penetrate the zone. We didn't hit our shots. And Daniel Tice outplayed Bam, which is unacceptable. So, that's also yeah, that that's 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 as simple as it gets right there. It's also a rare thing for that to happen for Bam to be outplayed. Bam is really underrated. He's and he's finally getting the credit he deserves. How did you feel about him getting snubbed by Brandon Ingram for most improved? Uh I was kind of surprised, to be honest. I, I thought it was in the bag. I felt like uh, Brandon Ingram pretty much just went onto a system. Obviously, he improved, yeah. but he went to a team where he could really uh, shine as a number one scoring option. And once Zion Williamson came back, uh, he was not even the first option anymore. So you could, like, uh, if Zion was playing the whole season, we would not be talking about Brandon Ingram improving. We'd be talking about he did improve. He his shot improved, of course. His yeah. defense is getting there. He put on size. But uh what what Bam improved on also is it's it's a different level. So but it is what it is. But it's it's nice to see him getting the credit he deserves now from the national media, especially in the States. Uh like the ESPN guys are always talking good about him now too. And um so through five games now, you're up 3-2 in the series. What have you liked and what have you not liked from the Miami Heat? Um, to be honest, uh, uh, on paper, it seems like we're, we've been dominating the series. But uh, in general, we, we haven't been playing as good as we can. We haven't made the yeah. shots. Jake, Jake Crowder kind of went back to earth and he... In my opinion, was the best player against well, not best, but most important. He was yep. he was hitting shots like with Duncan Robinson, and he was the primary defender on Giannis. So you you don't get that. Yeah, you don't get that from trading Justice Winslow, and he was pretty much a throw in. Or that's what people were saying when we got Andre Iguodala. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Jake Jake Crowder was a beast. So if if he can pick up his uh, game again and. Even like Kelly Olynyk, it's he's very underrated, and he hasn't had an impact on the series because he's not playing, obviously. But yeah, that's another thing I wanted to touch on. Then your eight was it your eighth man or your ninth man in the rotation was Solomon Hill, and this guy like barely played in the in the first two series, and now he's th- or I don't think he played at all in the first two series, right? And now he's oh. put in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. So were you kind of surprised by seeing Spo go to him? Uh, am I surprised? No, because it's Spo, and you you never really know what Spo does. Uh, I feel like uh, Spo has outcoached Brad Stevens. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Spo is another one of those guys that doesn't get the recognition. He's probably number two in terms of best coaches in the league, like behind Pop, obviously. Yeah, but uh. No, that's fair. That's a fair he's, rating for him. He's he's been doing this for a while. Obviously, Nick Nurse is up there too, but longevity yeah. and whatnot. Yeah, when you include what he's doing too with the players and how he's been there for a long time as well, especially. So, yeah. but in terms of this series, I I think uh, we have not been, we have not played to our potential, and we've we we can play much better. That's for sure. So then, with saying that. And with seeing what you've seen through five games, do you think you have what it takes to finish Boston off tomorrow? Or do you think they force a game seven? Uh, I think what Boston lacks is uh, the experience that we have. We have a couple vets in Iguodala, Butler, 
Yeah. Uh, even Haslam's playing a leadership role. I don't. I don't think they have the leadership that yeah. Miami has. I don't think they have the. I don't want to say the dog because obviously they're. In terms of talent, you could probably say that they're a much better team. Yeah. But uh, there's some 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 traits that Miami has that speaks. Uh, it's the the intangibles, as they say in hockey, like the toughness, the grit, the leadership, the experience. And sometimes that plays a larger factor than just skill alone. Because, like, Jason Tatum's shown his, his superstar status these playoffs, and he's getting the calls that go with it too. Like, we talked a lot about his push-offs and everything, but you just got to admire his skill and say he's – you could argue he's the best player in the series ba- just based on skill alone. Yeah. Well, him, Jalen Brown's also one of those players that doesn't get the recognition he deserves. He's probably up there with – yeah, Jalen Brown just definitely underrated. Yeah, maybe a tier below Donovan Mitchell, Bradley Beals, but he's still up there. Yeah, his uh, corner threes, man, they they hurt a lot. So. Yeah, I mean, he's even blowing you kisses after making one of them. So he's got that that swagger to that attitude, you know, that that shit talking ability after he drains his shots, and he makes tough ones too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he's and then, he's a two way player, right? Yeah, you, you he plays great D as well. He's a modern day uh, shooting guard. He's like the, he's almost like the Clay Thompson breed where they play D and they make their shots. So, so and another thing I wanted to touch on with the the Celtics is after watching the Raptors play seven with them, I saw Kemba and Marcus Smart flop a lot, and obviously I can't complain. We Kyle Lowry flops too, but how, how have you felt about the the flopping from the Celtics because they do try and embellish and make the most out of any little bit of contact. Yeah, so I don't I don't know what it is. I've Marcus Smart this series in particular has has not flopped. I I know he's known for his flops. Yeah. But uh, this series in particular, I have not I've not complained. Like obviously he's he hasn't be he like the refs know he has that reputation. But uh, right. Kemba Walker on the other hand, it's almost like every other play he's flopping, especially on defense when. Butler or someone takes him down low. The only option he has is either to flop because he, he knows he has the mismatch. Yeah. So. I feel like that's something you got to do too. And I've, I've seen Butler posting up on him is you guys got to target him defensively. And I feel like you have been doing that to an extent too. Because mm-hmm. well, I don't think Boston's gone zone on you guys, have they? Uh, not, 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 not to the extent that we have. Yeah. Right. So, uh, that's something that should be probably a focal point is exposing their weak defenders. Because even Daniel Tice is, is pretty decent at the rim. Like He had yeah. three Daniel, blocks yesterday. Yeah, well, one was a clear goal 10. But it yeah. Is um, yeah. Uh, even Daniel Tice is pretty much this uh, undersized center which who can defend Yeah, almost 1-5. to five. You don't want to say 1-5, to five, but he's, he's, his foot movement for a big is up there. Yeah. And he's yeah. underrated. Yeah, he's not like like a defensive liability at all, like Anis Cantor. Right? That was yeah. funny watching him and Kelly Olenek guard each other yesterday. Yeah, that was just a shit show, but that's that's irrelevant to the game, I think. But yeah, uh, yeah in general, I think uh, I think uh, it'll end tomorrow. So you're you're confident you guys can close this out tomorrow. I don't want to say I'm confident because I don't want to jinx anything. Yeah, but, uh, but you you get that feeling, the feeling that it's it's gonna end. Yeah, I, I think uh, they they gave us their best shot yesterday. We didn't make our shots. Yeah, they made their shots. They got the calls. Jason Tatum pretty much every time he drove in got a push call. Off. Yeah, push off. Yeah, doesn't and, and those don't get called, which is pretty annoying. But he's gonna get the benefit of the doubt as a superstar. Mm-hmm. So then, throughout this, like. I know as a as a Toronto fan, right? I can watch Miami and I can say I appreciate Bam Adebayo's talent a lot more. I can watch uh, the Denver Nuggets and say I appreciate Jamal Murray's talent a lot more. For you, as a as a fan of the team, uh, who would you say you appreciate throughout this playoff run so far? Like who's who's really stepped up for you? Uh, in terms of like Miami or. Yeah, for, firstly in terms of Miami, and then in terms of like the Celtics, who surprised you the most throughout the series? Uh, 
I don't want to say Dragic surprised me, but I, I want to say that uh, him being a starter really, uh, really uh, benefited us a lot. Yeah. I also, I also did say that uh, Dragic was the X factor in the series because I, I said uh, there's no way Kemba Walker can guard Dragic. The first couple games that that was clear. Um, Dragic is underrated for his strength. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I'd probably say Dragic, even though I'm not surprised I know his talent was there. Yeah. Oh, who's another one player that's underrated, but also his defense really stepped up in the playoffs. Yeah, he's, he's... Always, he was always uh, looked at as a defensive liability, you would say. Yeah, that's us. that's what I thought when I was watching the games, too, and then I saw him play D, and he's not been a liability at all. He's been switching. He switched on to Tatum, too, for a couple of possessions, like through pick and rolls, and he's – He's done decent in putting up contests. Yeah, well, that's another thing with the the break, the COVID break. Obviously, it, it helped uh, a lot of the older guys on our team regroup. Yeah. Some of the injuries that are not reported, like you, you could tell, a lot of some of the players were playing uh, injured towards the. Uh, I guess you could say the COVID before the COVID break. You could tell some players were just grinding it out. Yeah, but uh. I think that's another reason that we stepped up to where we are. So that's yeah. fair for sure. So then, so on the flip side, then for Boston, who's one guy coming into the series you didn't think would play as well as they have? Um, it's tough to say. Boston, I'd probably say I'd probably say their bench one of like Brad Wanamaker. Yeah, I, th- I think. Uh, before this, I didn't really know what his impact is, but he he has held it down. To be honest, no yeah. player on Bo- I I know how good Boston is, but uh, Brad Wanamaker, I, I thought that the bench would deplete when the starters came off, but uh, they they held they held their own, especially Brad Wanamaker. He's a strong yeah. guy, good finisher at the rim. Yeah, for sure, he is, and. For me, like, after the seven-game series with them, I developed more of a hatred for their players. And, like, I know off the court, they're they're a pretty good group of guys like Jalen Brown and the stuff he does. But, like, on the court, I developed hate for them through their antics because they're they're that good that they they develop that hate. So, like, for you, how how do you feel about them now, like, compared to how you felt about them before the series? No, no, I can't stand them. I I can't stand Tatum. I I never I always thought Kemba Walker is one of those good guys in the league. Yeah, you know, does his job and moves on. But he's just uh, I can't stand their faces. Jalen Jalen Brown, whatever. Yeah, I I don't mind Jalen Brown. Uh, I know he's a good guy. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. What about Marcus Smart? Because he hasn't done anything too bad in this series, like in terms of flopping. So you still got like the same. Uh, well, I, I, always, him? I always uh, appreciated Marcus Smart. Actually, I, I always think he's one of the underrated guys in the league. Yeah, I always, uh, I would say he's the heart of the Boston Celtics, and he's a great two-way player. Obviously, it's, Toronto fans would know that. Yeah, that's fair. He, I mean, yeah, he had the block on Norman Powell that would have tied the game. So we know a lot about that, mm-hmm. and we don't we don't like him too much. But uh, it is what it is. Yeah, underrated so, passer as well. I yeah, say, uh, he had like 12 assists or 11 assists in game game four, I think it was. So mm-hmm. he's definitely underrated. I mean, I won't like him because of his flopping and, and what he said on Twitter after beating us, but I could appreciate his talent where he has it. Yeah. So with all that being said, you're going to say Miami wins tomorrow. And if they do win, who do you prefer out of LA Denver? I feel like the answer here is obvious, but I just want to hear it. I uh, don't think the answer is obvious, to be honest. I Once again, uh, I feel like Miami's compete level goes up to their, uh, to their, opponents. To their opponent's skill. So if, if, if you've uh, kept track with Miami, our, our record is pretty much an outlier because uh, a lot of the losses we took, Atlanta Hawks, uh, Washington Wizards, like we lost to a lot of bad teams this year. And... We also had injuries. We had uh, Tyler Hero. Once Tyler Hero and uh, Myers Leonard went down, that's pretty much when our record started depleting. 
Yeah. Uh, we were top top three seed most of the season, and then uh, once those injuries hit, you could uh, you could see that uh, the team was not the same. So I, I think us being a fifth seed is not really represent. But it does. It didn't represent our our season. We still had a great regular season, yeah. regardless if it was uh, shortened or not. So uh, in terms of LA Denver, I would say uh, I would say the one weakness that Miami would have is guarding a big like, especially like a Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid would always give Bam troubles. I, I don't think yeah. anybody you could stop Giannis easily, not easily, but uh, <laughs> but you could focus he, the game plan he, on him. Yeah, but if it's like an Embiid where he gets down low in the post, catches it in the post, and pretty much gets fouled every time, yeah, you're you're not gonna have success. But in terms of uh, an Anthony Davis, who's more, I would not say he's more similar to a Giannis, but he's more similar in terms of a Giannis than Jokic is. Yeah, where uh, Jokic can hurt you in different ways, I would say, and. Unfortunately, I I I take my chances with Bam guarding AD. I don't, I don't know if Bam can guard Jokic just because of how big he is. Yeah, because that that guy is just massive. No, that's fair. I mean, as a neutral, I'd prefer it be Denver and Miami simply because of Jamal Murray. Uh, and I just want to get your thoughts on Jamal Murray too, because he's had an insane playoffs. Yeah, so Jamal Murray, uh, he's always uh shown shown spurts. Yeah, his career. But uh, the one thing with Jamal Murray is his consistency, right? Yeah. I think this season he was – his injuries also played a part on his regular season. I don't think he had the regular season that he would have wanted. Right. But uh, in terms of talent, his talent was always there. Obviously, he allegedly put on 15 pounds of muscle, which I don't know. I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, that's yeah, tough to believe. Yeah, maybe 15 pounds of – Mass and yeah, little a little bit of muscle, but nonetheless, you you could tell his uh, he, he he's even guarded LeBron James a couple times, right? Yeah, so it's he's not he's not phased off the defensive side. So then for that series, now it's three one LA. Obviously, game five happens later tonight. You think LA finishes it off tonight, or you think Denver can miraculously pull off their third straight three one comeback? Unfortunately, I. Don't think they. I think it's it's a wrap. I don't, I don't think they can do it. Yeah. Uh, simply because uh, LeBron James is still the best player in the world. So. Yeah, easily, and you feel like it's you feel like LeBron's on a mission too, especially to win a chip with LA, win a chip with three different teams. And mm-hmm. I had the original prediction coming into this this round as well of the Lakers and five, and I think Denver's magic runs out. They probably got to be like a lot more tired than LA, and they probably feel a bit deflated too, because like obviously that Anthony Davis buzzer beater in Game Two, when they could have tied the series, instead they fall down two nothing, and that's like a completely different series than if they go up, or if sorry if they tie it and then they win the next game. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the Lakers finish it off tonight. And just in general, like as a neutral, if the Lakers do finish it off, I feel like the Heat can match up better defensively with them because you have Jimmy Butler, Jay Crowder, and Bam who can kind of guard multiple guys there. Whereas with the Celtics, I feel like like they don't have a guy that would be able to guard AD. Whereas like with Miami, you could at least put Bam on him. The Celtics, who are they going to put on him? Like Daniel Tice or yeah, who, well. right? Like. And that's another thing. Uh, I think Tatum's a uh, defensive, defensively Tatum's really underrated. Okay. But that that has nothing to do with it. But I think Tatum Tatum's uh, underrated defensively. That's all. Just what I wanted to say. No, fair, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I didn't I think know. he was that good defensively. So yeah, if we're going back to what surprised me that that's the one surprise. The Tat- oh, okay, so Tatum's defensive uh, capabilities. Yeah, and you need that as a wing player in, in the NBA, right? All the yeah. elite wing players play defense. It's because you got to be able to switch, especially to to guard smaller guys and bigger guys when you're playing on the wing. And Tatum six eight. He's only one inch shorter yeah. than our center Bam. So yeah, so he's, he's not, not short. There. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's up there. Yeah. I mean, I would I would say he's 
he didn't surprise me defensively because he's what I thought he was. I didn't think he was a liability, but I also didn't think he's like a top-notch defender either. He's kind of just there. He does his job. Yeah, but for a wing player to average yeah. over one block game, that's 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 pretty good. Yeah. So it's uh it sucks, man, because I wanted us to play you guys in the conference finals. It would have been sick to smack talk you, but uh since you guys are there instead, I hope I hope you guys can get the job done preferably tomorrow i don't want boston to have any more momentum or life so that's going to be a good game to watch tomorrow for sure hopefully you guys can hold on and pull it off so i'm put you on the spot here what do you need to see tomorrow to be confident that you guys are going to the finals uh we need our best players to be our best players we need jimmy butler to stop being so passive be aggressive get to the line if he's not getting to the line 10 times tomorrow then i don't i don't know how Anywhere. So just aggressiveness from Jimmy Butler is what you need to see then. Yeah, and Bam as well. Bam, yeah. Bam, uh, Bam would be straight at the rim and still look for a pass. That can't happen. He needs to know how good he is, and he know he knows. Yeah, he knows what he has to do. So that's fair. So okay, so we'll leave that with the NBA talk then. I think we've covered a lot of stuff. We got some good insight from you about what you think your strengths and what your weaknesses were. Mm-hmm. and what you need to see tomorrow and hopefully we do see it tomorrow and hopefully you guys punch your ticket to the finals so we'll shift focus here now and we'll talk about another big sport and it's another sport where you got a team that can the challenge for sport. a title yeah <laughs> they can ch- another team that can challenge for the title mm-hmm. and Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh yeah for sure Tom Brady goat beauty yeah Tampa Brady Tampa Brady, but uh, no, seriously, uh, the Premier League, so Man City, and what you thought of your transfer window so far, and how do you think, because um, they still have about a week here, a week and a few days, about nine, ten days here, what else do you need to address to get where you need to be? Well, I think uh, we've needed to address the centre-back situation since company left, to be honest. Yeah. And uh, obviously, Ake is was brought in, but he, he, I don't think he was brought in to fill the company role. He's, he's one of, one of, he was always one of my favorite players and I always knew how good he is. So I'm really happy we got him. Yeah. But I'd still like to see uh, another, more of a leader as a, in the back, I would say so, someone that can play alongside Laporte and you can say this is the best defense in the league. No doubt about it. So hypothetically, like a leader type of player, you'd be saying, somebody like Virgil van Dyke in the sense that they can command the defense around and hold people accountable. So I'm not like, saying Laporte, Laporte has those traits. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah. Saying Laporte is a primarily left footed player. So right. we are looking for also a right sided player who can fill those boots. Cause I don't think Ake and uh, Laporte, I don't think Ake was brought to play alongside Laporte yeah. in general. I think he was here to, because Ake is also a left-footed center back too, and it's very rare yeah. you see two like a a pairing of two lefties, especially with the a Guardiola system where he wants his players to dominate on both. Yeah, and it's it's what I said too in my Sorry. Premier League predictions a few weeks back was I feel like Ake is a good signing for you guys, but he's a good signing in the terms of being your number three off the bench, as opposed to being your your number two. Because right now you could say Laporte's here your top center back, right? You need to fill that number two spot beside him. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think Ake is that guy. I've seen you linked to um, Ruben Diaz for, and uh, from Benfica, I think it is. And apparently he's agreed to personal terms with you guys. And the only thing holding back is the fee, which is, I think, supposedly $60 million with Nicholas Otamendi going back the other way. So I don't know if you know anything about Ruben Diaz, because I, I don't personally. But uh, if you do, do you think he'd be a good fit then? We, we've been linked with the Diaz for a couple of seasons now, so it's it's not a surprise. It's, it's just a surprise that's come out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, usually the signings that come out of nowhere are the ones that happen. So I don't, I don't know what it is about City in general, but it's like when we signed Bernardo or like, like these players just popped out of nowhere without the links. Right. It's like the the transfers that go on for a while, like the Messi. Yeah. And uh, Koulibaly's never end up happening. Yeah, Koulibaly is just, you, you don't think it's going to happen, right? Like, or do Personally, you think they pull it off? I don't want that to happen. 
Oh, okay. I don't How think come? paying uh, that fee for a player that's already 29. I mean, that's still in your prime as a center back. Right. Uh, nobody's saying that he's old, but uh, he's, the he's last that long term. Yeah, solution. the last time you paid, though, for a young center back, it was Mangala. So wouldn't you find – like, don't you think it'd be better to just pay that price for a proven player instead of paying for potential? Um, it really depends. If, if you look at uh, city signings, we usually buy the players around the 23, 22-year-old yep. uh, mark. We don't, we don't look for the already proven – like, we're, we're not like the Madrids of the world where we buy proven superstars. We've bought the Sterlings and Sanes and – yeah, of the world. So you bought them young and let them develop into their prime. Mm-hmm. So uh, the other person I saw too in the same tweet, like the uh, for center back, I think it was Kunde. Is that his name from Sevilla? Yeah, the French. Yeah, guy. the same bid was sent to them, uh, like of the same price with Otamendi going the other way, and they rejected that straight up. So it's looking like if you're going to get a center back before the window closes, you're going to get either Ruben Diaz or Kunde, the the French center back. Yeah. If you get them, like either one of them, you think that solidifies your defense? Because I'm still unsure of Benjamin Mendy and Zinchenko as your left backs. That's another area of I don't I don't think Mendy's great defensively, and I don't think he's uh, proven himself as a great attacking fullback either. Uh, yeah. The first season, or pretty much the first five games with us. Before he got all those injuries, he was looking like a stud. Yeah. Maybe not defensively because we haven't seen as much. We've not seen Mendy that much either. But attacking-wise, he was getting a couple assists in the first couple of games. And I don't know what it is. It's just hit, it's hit or miss with his crosses. And I'm not sure if the injuries really got to him or his attitude is not there. But yeah. I don't I don't know if he's the solution. He's he's so f- much more inferior than Kyle Walker is in terms of defending yeah. ability that it's it's just crazy how right. one one side can be so good and one side can be so bad. Even your your right back backup player Joao Cancelo, he's been used on the left hand side too by Pep. Do you think if you guys don't find a, a proper starting left back that? Mendy or Zinchenko could get dropped and Cancelo could play left back? Or you think Pep will just stick with playing those two on the left and Cancelo as being the backup for Walker? Well, the one thing that people forget is that we still have Angelino cut signed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I forgot he's, about that. He's, he's still on our books, but I, don't, I, I actually don't know what's going on. I've, I've not okay. heard. Because he uh, was on loan at Leipzig, so yeah, you don't know if he's back yet or... He's he's not in training, or I've not seen him in training, so I'm not sure. Yeah, I haven't. I forgot personally. I just, I just know Angelino has been uh, tweeting a lot and replying to fans. He's he tends to do that. And one of the things he said is, "How do you guys expect me to perform when I play once a month?" Which is true as well. Yeah, that's uh, a fair point. I think uh, no doubt about it. Angelino can be much better offensively than Mendy. And if Mendy can't offer anything defensively, then I, I don't see how Angelina can not fill, fill that spot. So Fair. Um, so then besides your, your back line there, do you see any reinforcements needed for the midfield or the attacking front three? Especially because Sergio Aguero's injury was made worse now, right? Like there's a setback in there? Yeah, well... Uh, now we know Jesus is out for a couple right. weeks as well. Yeah, three, he got weeks. injured as well. So, uh, in general, what we would see when we don't have any of those players available is we'll see a Sterling or Silva or even Gundogan. Not, not, not David Silva, Bernardo Silva, obviously. Yeah, play as a as a false nine kind of. Yeah, and makes sense then. So you think Sterling will be played in that role then with the injuries? Uh, Personally, I'd I'd uh, hope Liam Delap gets more touches. I I know people don't know the name, but uh, yeah. uh from his uh last appearance on the Carabao Cup, you could tell the just for a seventeen-year-old, I've never seen 
he's like in terms of physicality at that age he's like a Lukaku hybrid okay. the, the way he was just body and grown men and the way he would that pace and the it, it was clear that the guy's ready to play okay. against men and his finish with a weak foot top ends I okay. don't know what he has to do to to get minutes but uh if he's available, I would like to see him. I guess I we'll see tomorrow then because you guys are up against Leicester, I believe. Yeah, Let's see that's... if he makes the bench or if he, even if he makes the starting 11. Yeah, well, I, I think he'll make the bench for sure. I, I don't think we ha- even have bench options right now. So okay. I think we have almost like six, seven players that are out, main, main players. Right. A couple players got hit with COVID, obviously. So Yeah, Laporte and Gundogan, was it? Mars Mars just came back from COVID as well. So okay, so and that's another thing then with the loss of Leroy Sané, do you think signing uh, Ferran Torres is like a suitable enough like to replace or not replace Sané because obviously Sané is better, but do you think that helps then to bring the reinforcements in, or do you think you got to sign somebody else to play in the front three as well? Oh. Uh, Personally, I don't think anybody's coming in. If if we have one more signing, it's going to be a center back. Okay. Uh, City doesn't usually. We don't. We don't rush our signings. If if it's not the signing, we we like to go ahead with what we have. Yeah. We could, you could say we're stubborn in the transfer window. Yeah. If uh, if the opposing team wants to play hard, we'll just move on and look at other options. So. Fair. Unless unless Messi was coming, who obviously is not coming anymore. Yeah. There's there's no attacking option coming. I think Ferran Torres is a good buy. I yeah. think it'll take him a couple of years though to to live up maybe, that number twenty least, one shirt. At least a season to uh, get used to Pep, because you've yeah. seen it before. We've seen Sane take a while. Yeah. With Sterling, then obviously he. Didn't play with the Pep in his first season, but uh, it takes takes uh, young players a while. Yeah, even Mares Mares didn't do anything. Bernardo Silva had a tough time. It's well known with uh, Guardiola. It takes a while for their players to settle in. So yeah. we'll see. Skills so then, there, though. With that being said, with your squad as it is now, depending on whether you add the other center back, whether it's Ruben Diaz or Kunde. Or if you just don't add another center back, where do you see the squad finishing in the table? I don't want to say second because that's that's not what the board is aiming for, right? We're aiming yeah. for title and nothing. Yeah. And uh, it's well known if if uh, if we need to spend money, we'll spend money. Right. But uh, the thing that I I personally see is that the squad is nowhere as good as. The last couple of seasons, uh, maybe uh, maybe you could say the last couple of seasons we'd have a solid B team as well. This season, I I can't see it. I think uh, some of the yeah. players kind of um, lost their touch. I think Gundogan is just a mediocre talent, to be honest. I think a lot of I think a lot of City fans would agree that every time they see Gundogan in starting eleven, that they're not they're unsure. What's going Bernard. on? I think Bernardo Silva took a step back last season. Yeah, he definitely did. He had a poor season compared to the season prior to that. Yeah, there's there's a couple of factors. There's one I think his uh best position was a ten, the yeah. Kevin De Bruyne position, which obviously he doesn't play if Kevin De Bruyne started. Yeah. So, uh, and also the fact that David Silva is not here anymore. I think people don't understand how good David Silva was. Especially his connection with Sterling, which is funny because Sterling Silver. Uh, but uh, yeah, in general, like uh, yeah, we we have a lot of boots to fill, and I don't I don't think we we got their enforcements for them. I would have liked to see Thiago come to us. Yeah, I think that's the X factor signing for Liverpool. But yeah, I think that really like gives them another boost. I mean, they're ready were the best team last year, and now they've added a world-class player. Mm-hmm. But I also want to say I think Liverpool's been blessed last season. I think a couple of decisions. Obviously, they swept the the Prem last year, but a couple yeah. of decisions went their way, and 
And their injury luck as well. They barely had any injuries. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on at the physio team there, but it seems like they never get injured. You'd never see a star player. I'd like to see what happens. Obviously, I don't want to wish injury upon Van Dyke, but I want to see how big of an impact or how they would do without a Van Dyke. Because every team has injuries and every player gets injured. For some reason, they don't get injured. So I don't know what's going on there. I'd like to see them get tested or something. Because in my opinion, too, like it's a very clear top two. It's City and Liverpool, and then everybody else is below. Like people thought Chelsea would have a chance of winning the league, and I mean today showed why. Like I got yeah, they came back, but their defense, anyways, is still poor. So it shows why they're still in that tier below uh, City and Liverpool. Well, yeah, so, and you can't expect young players to come in and just perform exactly, right yeah. away. Not in the Premier League, anyways. Like, oh. you, you can see, you can see Aubameyang come in and kill it, which he is. Yeah, but uh, that's not the same as a young player like Werner or Kai Havertz, who I think are some of the best players and some of the best young players we have. So, yeah, and it's, it's going to take a while to adjust. So, if you have the Liverpool and City as the top two, who do you see slotting in? in three and four to fill out the Champions League spots? Um, I think that one's up, up for grabs, to be honest. I don't think there's a clear clear answer. I think Chelsea had the talent. I think yeah. United didn't didn't spend well. I think they needed to spend well. Yeah, 100%. I, th- I think that uh, Harry Maguire is uh, not, not a number one center back. I, th- I disagree with that. It's and it's simply because when he came in, the defensive record from 2018-19 to 2019-20 decreased by I think it was 19 goals or 21 goals allowed in the Prem, as well as he played every single minute and every single game in the Premier League, and with him too, our record across all European competitions, we had the most clean sheets from anybody. I think it was 23, 24, 25. I can I can back him being overpriced and overrated. But I think he's still a, a number one center back. But he is he's obviously not worth the price that was paid for him. Regardless of price, it doesn't matter because let's let's be honest, they, they can spend as much as they can as Man United. Yeah. But in general, uh he's still a tier below the Van Dykes and the Port. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. He's not on that level. I think Man United needs to buy a player like that. If, if, they can, if Man United could have got like Koulibaly or something, then yeah. it would be a different story. But I'm not sure why they haven't gone. And they were, they've were not aggressive. been linked with any center back besides like a week of having them linked to uh, Upamakano from Leipzig. But even then, he's still like young and he had some injury problems. So he's not on yeah. that tier either, right? So they've not been linked with any center backs, really. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because, but in general, United, United's problems don't just stem from uh, this the defense. Yeah. I feel like if you look at the last five six years, you you wouldn't say the defense is the issue. You'd say the midfield core is probably weak in terms of competing for a championship, and the depth of the squad needs to be revamped, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie. Before the season started, I kind of bought into the hype of the unbeaten run. and uh, But this has shown that, like, the squad depth is lacking because you can tell the guys in the first 11 especially are tired most of the time from playing, like, if not two times a week, right? So, that, like, a lot more signings need to be happened to improve the squad depth yeah, to even how... have these guys, like, reduce the gap to City and Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And how how much can you play Bruno Fernandez before he exactly right. injures himself or yeah over over overplays right? That's why I like the Van de Beek signing. I think that helps in that aspect. But like mm-hmm. so many more need to be done before you yeah. can even consider this team a title uh, contender. Yeah, I, I'd say I would have if I was a United fan, I, I would have liked to see a, a proper six come in. Yeah, yeah, we need one. Matic isn't is getting older. He's still good and he fits in well with Pogba and Bruno, but he's just he's on his last leg soon. And if he's not replaced, that's going to be a big hole. Yeah, I feel like uh, Leicester's a defensive mid. I forgot his name. I don't know. Uh, Ndidi. Yeah, Ndidi. I feel like yeah. that would be a perfect signing. Yeah, it'd be a good fit for sure. 
So then what are your thoughts on, so you say it's up for grabs. Mm-hmm. And right, so we have Chelsea, United, obviously Tottenham now with Gareth Bale. Can yeah. that add them, like, can that help them get into top four? I think the thing with uh, Jose Mourinho being the manager is that he can do anything, right? He can yeah. achieve. He's one of the top tier managers. Nobody can question that. So, yeah, I think with a season under with Jose Mourinho, obviously he's been through a couple of transfer windows now. I think this team is more suited towards him. And I think that uh, if Harry Kane can stay healthy and obviously Human Son is one of the top talents in the league, I think. Yeah. I think I would not be surprised to see them competing top four, top three. Yeah, I can see that happening too, because especially because he's had his first full transfer window. Yeah, he's, let's not forget uh, Carlo Ancelotti also. Yeah, Everton is in the slot, and he's made some really good signings as well, right? Yeah, and there are three games played unbeat, like they've won all three. Hamas mm-hmm. Rodriguez, well. yeah, Alan uh, Decor Decore, who's who they bought from Watford as well, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, they've spent well, and they've spent well in the last couple of seasons, but some of the players did not. Yeah, this just looks like the one season that they could kind of live up to their expectations based on their spending. Yeah, so, like, with the way they've started, you can see them challenging for a top-four spot in, in like, unless they fall off, right? Because mm-hmm. already having nine points in the bank after three games, it's pretty good. Yeah, and Cal Cavalier is looking like he's yeah. living up to his potential, right? Everyone knew he had potential. He, um, could be, he could be competing for the number nine spot at, in England, right? Yeah. I mean, I transferred him in for fantasy after seeing him score again today. So, I, hopefully his run keeps going. Yeah, but uh, aren't you last place in the league? I don't know. I actually haven't checked. Uh, I, I know I'm I last in the other league. I don't know about the league we made starting this week. All right. But uh, the other league, yeah, I'm last. Uh, having Bruno and Martial as captain and vice captain and Werner as captain one week too it hasn't worked out so well. Yeah, but, uh, I don't but know we what you're thinking there. But we move, we move. Um, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on Arsenal? Uh, I really like Arsenal, obviously, uh, because of Arteta. Yeah. I think uh, he, he's been molded to the... He's pretty much just Pep 2.0, you could say. Yeah. Uh, and he was very loved at City, obviously, with the players. The players really loved him. So I, I didn't want to see him leave. I think that might have had an impact on us as well, negatively. But in terms of uh, their squad, it's uh, you, you could see that they finally have an identity, which they lacked in the last couple of seasons. Yeah. And I think finally the fans are happy with what they're seeing. I yeah. don't think their roster as good as some of the other teams, but I think Aubameyang is one of the best players in the league. So, hundred percent. I think if he stays healthy, they can slot themselves in there. Obviously, if they take fourth place, you know, yeah, the, the memes are going to come back. So, that would be funny to see. The for the other teams such as Leicester and Wolves, do you see them being able to make a challenge for the Champions League spots, or do you think they'll they'll have to settle with trying to fight for a Europa League spot, like the seventh spot? Uh, well, usually we, in the Prem, we see one or two teams overperform. You could say last year, Sheffield and yep. Leicester had a crazy season in terms of... But uh, Leicester has a talent. They have a young young team as well. Yeah. I don't know if they're... Uh, I don't know what their reinforcements look like this year, but... Uh, they and, bought this one guy from Roma, a Turkish guy. I think he's a, a winger. They got him on loan. And I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, but I can't remember any other signings for them. Yeah, and they have to deal with European football in terms of the Europa League, so they're going to need to be able to handle the the fixture congestion that's going to start in October. Yeah, and they also have one of the top managers in Brendan Rodgers. Obviously, he's, yeah, you know everyone knows his reputation. So uh, I, I I don't I don't see it happening again where they, yeah. but uh, I do I do like them. As a, as a squad and, and in terms of Wolves they're a tough team but uh, after playing them uh, after seeing them play against City I, I don't know yeah because uh, they lost Diego Jada as well to Liverpool yeah they lost a... Diego Jada they lost a couple of key defenders yeah obviously they brought in Semedo now yeah 
And, but Semedo's uh, not that good defensively compared to like Doherty, who they lost, in my opinion. I think Doherty's going to be a big loss for them. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see how the new signings fit in and also how the young players okay. develop. Yeah, that's fair. So if I had to like get you to just predict the last two top four then out of the teams we just discussed, mm-hmm. who would you pin there now based on the play to start the season? Um, because of my my uh, bias towards United, I'm uh, I'm gonna say they don't make top four. Fair, that's fair. I would uh I'd put Chelsea and Tottenham. But, Chelsea uh, and Tottenham. Yeah, I think Everton but, has the capability to make a strong push now, especially after seeing them play yeah. three games so far. Yeah, but it's a long season, so we we never yeah. know. I'd I'd like to see them do well though. I think uh, Everton. Everton's underperformed now for a long time. Yeah, and that's true. It's an it's inexcusable for them not to finish top six. Yeah, this season six. especially with, with with their roster, they they should be competing for the top six at least. Yeah, they should definitely should be, and they have a good start now, nine points from three games. Mm-hmm. So last one here on the on the footballing front. Yeah. What do you see realistically for City in terms of trophies this year? There's four competitions that are in. Do you think they can do all four? Do you think they can do three, two, one? Like, what do you see? And with, especially with the Champions League disappointment from August. Yeah. Uh, Hello? I, oh. uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I I can't really see us. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Fair. I, I can mean, I I can say we can compete. I don't I don't I can't say that we're gonna win. Yeah. Anything I don't I can't say we're gonna win the league for sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Not this season, anyways. Last season I would be like, yeah, we're we're competing, but. Yeah, this season you're not sure. That's yeah. fair. It it depends though. If if Phil Foden can somehow fill uh, David Silva's boot. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of that's a lot to ask. But if Phil Foden is as good as we believe he is, we're gonna find out this season. Yeah. So we'll see. No, that's that, fair. That's fair. That that's that's the key factor though. If Phil Foden Phil can Foden. perform. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, I think you guys will com- be up there with Liverpool. You're on your own tier, like the two teams. I feel like you'll get a League Cup or an FA Cup. You'll get one of them because that's just how it goes, man. Like. In one competition, you might get knocked out by like a smaller or not a smaller team, but like a team that's not as good as you, kind of like Arsenal did with you in the FA Cup. And then in another cup, liver the same thing will happen to Liverpool, and that like will yeah. lead kind of to like not an easy path, but give you a path to win that competition. Mm-hmm. And for the Champions League, I just I don't see you guys competing at all this year. Like Bayern's obviously too good; they're gonna they got Leroy Sané from you guys as well, and just teams across Europe are pretty good, so. I don't unfortunately see any English team winning. Well, I mean, fortunately, I don't see any English team winning because unless United's winning, I uh, don't want another English team to win it. But United's, I wouldn't be surprised if United got knocked out in the group stage with the way our squad depth is. Mm-hmm. But, so that's uh, another thing, right? That, that's why City has won the Carabao Cup the last three seasons, right? Squad depth, yeah. Yeah, so we were able to play our B team and still yeah. have a better team than pretty much every team in there, right? Pretty much, yeah. Your B team most years has been like an A team for like 18 other Premier League teams. That's how good the B team's been. Yeah, well, you could but, say it's either Leroy Sané or Bernardo Silva on the B team, right? Yeah. So that's that's a world-class player With right Gabriel there. Jesus and then like Riyad Mahrez or, yeah, you know, so. like you guys, had, you guys had a lot of good squad depth. Unfortunately for you, it's gone down this season. Mm-hmm. So it'll be but, interesting uh, to see I, how you guys fare up in competitions. Yeah, in terms of that, I do also want to see the young players uh, interpreted more into our team, right? I think, yeah. like I said, I I've I usually bite into the young striker thing, like yeah. with Kalechi. Oh yeah. So uh, we we produce talent. We just have to integrate it into our team, right? And you, yeah. we've we've lost a lot of talent that have moved on. Jaden Sancho, obviously, is the main name there, but. We need we need our academy to, to yeah. start being used. Man, that name hurts. Been linked the whole window, and we still can't get him. 
Yeah, well, you're uh, not going to get him. I don't think so. It's not looking likely. Uh, So I guess we'll... Never was, yeah. Fuck you. Um, We'll end off this um, with, I guess, just predicting the fights tonight. Obviously, big big pay-per-view kicks off Fight Island again for another month. It's going to end next uh, month with Khabib and Justin Gaethje. But tonight, Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Abu Dhabi. What did I say? Oh, okay. Yaz Island, Yaz Island. Yaz Island, yeah, Fight Island. Uh, so you got the vacant light heavyweight title on the line, Dominic Reyes and Jan Black, whatever the guy's name is, the Polish dude. Blaszczykowski. Yes, it's something like that, man. I don't know how to say it. I don't know either. And uh, obviously then for the middleweight title, we got Izzy and Paulo Costa. So what are your predictions? If, if you want to analyze it, sure. If you don't, if you just want to give a prediction, that's fine too. But what do you think happens tonight? Uh, I think Dominic Reyes walks away with the title. Yeah, I, I can purely, back that. I want to say that purely with a straight bias. I think he beat John Jones. I think he should be the winner. I think he should have the title right now. Yeah, he did beat John Jones. Any other opinion is wrong. Um, and yeah, he's he's a complete fighter in my opinion. Obviously, like yeah. I said, he beat John Jones. So. If he can beat John Jones, he can beat this Yawn guy. Yeah. I don't know much about Yawn. I can't lie. I can't be. I can't come here and be like, oh yeah, he's an elite wrestler, stand up. But yeah, I know, I know how good Reyes is, and he he deserves this. So I hope I hope to see him win. Yep. Uh, I don't know how he will win. I'll take it. Decision or stoppage, but I I want to see him win. He deserves it. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. I think my prediction is just gonna be Dominic wins through decision. That's just because I don't know much about Jan to like take a guess on what he could beat yeah. him in. But he I think surprise us, right? He could, yeah. He could emerge as a star tonight. Yeah. So all it'll we be... all, all we know is that there's going to be a new phase of the light heavyweight. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. The light heavyweight division is going to have a new star after tonight. Yeah. So then, what's your prediction for Izzy and Paulo Costa? I'd uh, I'd like to say that uh, Costa gets gassed after the three rounds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't say this on a bias. I say this on a statistic note. Uh, according according to the stats that he lost to uh, to uh, Yoel Romero in the third round. So <laughs> if you lose to Yoel Romero in the third round and still win on decision, that just shows that uh, you you're not conditioned. Yeah. So I just want to say that uh, the guy the guy cuts probably like twenty pounds, thirty pounds to get down there. I don't know how he does it. Yeah. But, I'd like to see him uh, drug tested as well. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. He's a he's a good guy, probably, yeah. probably not. But uh, in terms of yeah, in terms of uh, stand up game and over all around fighting, I I don't think anyone can compete with Izzy, even yeah. though uh, obviously Costa's got the power and the strength to outmatch Izzy probably. Yeah, yeah. Costa looks a lot more. Um, I I don't know how to put it like bulkier. Whereas Izzy's, Izzy's a lot more, yeah, Izzy's a lot more lankier. And like yeah. kind of, yeah, so I, I'm going to go with Izzy by decision. Mm-hmm. But again, that's decision. a boring, that's a boring prediction, but uh, I'll yeah, stick yeah, with I, it. I could see decision, but I, I'll, I'll back myself and say fourth round, uh, fourth round, doctor comes in, says, yeah, doctor stoppage, yeah. Doctor stoppage. I don't want to see this anymore. The guy's face is falling off. Well, it'll it'll be two good ones to fight. Another one, another one on the card. Hakeem Dawudu, Calgary boy fighting. Yeah, against boy. Uh, one My of Khabib's guy. cronies. Hopefully, hopefully Hakeem can win. Uh, I don't want to call him a crony. Zabera is a really good guy. He's also one of my friends. I say that strictly because I'm a McGregor fan and uh, yeah, I have a bias thing. against them. Stop being. You're not a McGregor fan. You were hey, a McGregor man. fan. Hey, I've been a McGregor fan. If you're a fan of McGregor, you're a fan of woman abuse, and we don't uh, want that. Hey, 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 hey! This is all uh, <laughs> this is all behind the scenes talk going on. But uh, anyways, we'll we'll finish this off here. I want to thank you for being the first guest on Top Waffler. Hopefully, we have have you on a lot more times in the future. You bring some good stuff. Honor. You bring some good stuff here. And yeah, like uh, I said, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, it's been it's been a blast having these conversations with you today. And um, hopefully we can get you back on for an episode soon in the future. And hopefully the next time me and you play Among Us, uh, we're imposters together. And 
Hopefully the next no, no, time no. we stream. I'm trying to kill you. I'm trying to kill you. <laughs> I, I guess that's how it is. Uh, but yeah, hopefully Miami can pull off a win tomorrow and hopefully both our yeah. predictions are right in terms of who walks away with titles tonight. Yeah, just and, saying um, if Miami loses, let's go Lakers. As, as long as uh, Boston Celtics don't touch yeah, it. It's Daddy LeBron all the way if, uh, if Miami's out. But uh, but yeah, again, thanks for thanks for hopping on today and recording and being the first guest on Top Waffler. And here's to many more episodes that you'll appear on. And yeah, so um, we'll we'll call it call it at that. And a big shout out to Bilal for coming on this Twitch.tv, Big Bad Bill on Twitch. Follow him, subscribe to him. Let's get this man to 100 donate. followers on Twitch. Yeah, donate, donate subscriptions. Donate. Big things coming on Twitch from Bilal. So for sure, be able to check that out. And yeah, to end it off, thanks again, Ball, for hopping on. And it's been great talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having me, bud. So I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, segment with Ball. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast in general. You know, we're going to try and get more people on here. And um, if you're interested in yourself and you're listening, hit me up, man. We'll try and set something up. You just want to talk sports, just come on here. We'll talk sports. We'll have a good time and we'll we'll kick it back and relax. And hopefully many more of these types of episodes coming in the future. It was lots of fun having Bilal on here talking. And hopefully we get him on and him back on in the future and get a bunch of you guys listening on as well. We'll talk about whatever. Keep it sports related. Just have a good time and have fun. So as always, just, uh, you know, share, if you share the podcast around, that'd be great. Get, get as exposed to as many people as we can get, you know, get people with sports opinions coming in and just having a good time. And um, yeah, so just follow on Instagram, Top Waffler Podcast, follow on Spotify, Top Waffler, follow on, on Apple Podcasts, you follow on everything, man. Just support us, support us grow. And um, yeah, we'll have a good one and we'll see you guys next week.